Hey everybody, welcome to the Knights of the Roundtable podcast. This is our first Roundtable podcast, and we are doing this to feature the different articles that our writers write each week. And we have a number of staff writers here talking about their articles that are available on our website, hhsherald.com. You can also check out our Instagram and our Twitter and our Facebook if people are still using Facebook, right? Are they still using Facebook? Not really. Not really. So probably just Instagram and Twitter for yeah. now. Our first writer is Sam Brennan. Sam, you, Hello. you wrote about Taylor Swift, right? I did, yes. <laughs> Tell me about Taylor Swift. Yeah, so a week ago now, it's crazy, it's been seven days, Taylor Swift released unexpectedly Wildest Dreams Taylor's version. You've probably heard of that song before because it's not a new song. It actually came out in 2014. It was a big success for Taylor, and she actually, um, it came from a TikTok trend. People were using the sound, and so she wanted to make sure people were using her sound because she actually was in a little bit of a a little mess with um, her manager, Scooter Braun, selling the record label without her knowing. So she wasn't getting any money for the music she was producing. So she's doing um, re-recordings of her old music, and she's now making money off of them. So that's why she released Wildest Dreams, Taylor's version, version, and it really was a shock to the community. I actually interviewed two people, Gracie Chesmore and Siobhan Armstrong. They're freshmen here at Hoyoke High School, and they're really well-versed in Taylor. They've been to one of her concerts, and were supposed to go to another, but COVID canceled it. And they were very shocked, surprised, and excited. And they said it really made their day seeing this. And Taylor's not stopping here. She's actually re-recording all of her albums. She'll be re-recording Red, which was a big hit. It really um, launched Swift's career in 2012, I believe. And that will have 30 songs on it. And everyone's really excited. November 19th is when that comes out. So I really went over that in the article. You should really check it out if you have not. Wow, interesting. So... One thing I heard about Taylor Swift is she's one of the few artists of her, like, she's older, right? I mean, she's like... She's 31. Oh, she's 31? Yeah. I was going to say around 30. Okay, Mm -hmm. so 31. And one thing that... I I listen to this podcast every week, and they're a big fan of Taylor Swift. And um, they were saying that she's one of the few artists, like, her age that's really doing well on TikTok. Mm -hmm. So... Well, she actually just got a TikTok about a month ago. It's new. It is new. Wow. Maybe the sounds... But, yeah, yeah. came a little late to TikTok then, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah, TikTok's definitely a way to get yourself out there a little mm-hmm. bit more. For sure. Half of these songs that are like aren't like charting on billboards are because of TikTok. Because people make dances out of them and yeah. they get yeah. so much exposure because they did, they never had that exposure before and then on TikTok it just kind of blows them up. 100%. And I agree. now that TikTok is so like common, it's like almost a, a main source of how people are getting their music now. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of interesting, I suppose. It is interesting. There's so, no yeah. creativity in it, and every, every, all the time it's just like, you know, you scroll, you like a song, and then you're done. But so She's a good example of an artist that's really taking advantage of TikTok and using it to market herself. Definitely. Well. Yeah, especially because she has so many followers. Like, she's been in the game for a long time. She's she just has. not someone that's just, just came out of the blue. Exactly. Right. Yeah, because we've seen artists that are just coming up now. They, they get popular from TikTok trends, right? Because mm-hmm. they have a sound on TikTok. That's an interesting article, Sam. You, you've been a Taylor Swift fan your whole life? Yeah, pretty much. 
Have you been to a concert before? I have not. I, I hear they're to, like though. a religious experience. <laughs> yeah, that's no, what seriously. I've heard too. Yeah. Like at Gillette Stadium, she mm-hmm. plays like two nights, right? At Gillette Stadium? I think so. Which is they incredible. sell out. It's incredible. Very successful. Yeah, that's like 50,000 people each night. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Wow. I've never. Have you guys seen Taylor Swift? No. <laughs> never. No. Known. I'm going to be honest, too. I don't want to be a hater, but I just never really listened to any yeah, of her. Yeah, I stuff mean, before. I've heard some of her like trending songs, but like I never really like took the time to great artist she is all right well we'll move on to patrick a great article sam thank, thank you. you very much patrick sweeney is our editor here along with annalise mcbride so yes. patrick you wrote about george w bush right i sure did write about george w bush i was inspired to write my second article for the year because of my parents and i watching his 9-11 commemoration speech on the 20th anniversary of 9-11 so i had never really seen him speak before because he was kind of before I was around and everything, and, and my parents had said, oh, he's gonna come out and he's gonna do a speech in um, Shanksville, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. where the flight um, was taken over by the passengers and, and um, kind of derailed the terrorists. And um, we had a, while we watched the speech and we were really inspired by it. So mm-hmm. I wanted to write that article to, to show people an example of kind of when politics were not so <laughs> divisive yeah. and, and yeah. so like tension-packed and everything, because in his speech, Bush really talked about that that past form of politics and how people were united after September 11th and how they just all came together whereas now everybody is just constantly bickering amongst themselves nothing is united at all you go into like Congress and everything and and everybody's arguing about things they can't ever come to a conclusion because they're not together about things so yeah I thought it was important on that aspect and I also just thought it was important for him to come out at this point too because they were talking about an NBC later on because his daughter, Jenna, Jenna Bush Hager, yeah. is part of um, the Today Show. And mm-hmm. she was saying that it was really important for him this moment because he had been feeling these emotions for a long time. Sure. And he's not a person, as you know, who likes to go out in the public light, especially mm-hmm. after being a president. He's not Very a person rare. who comes out and, and talks and speaks his mind as frequently as people like Biden or even Trump last year. So. I, I think that was really important for him as well, and he really recalled the events of the day and, and how he felt when he heard about the planes crashing into both the towers and um, into, the, into the field in Pennsylvania. And yeah. he um, was talking to the families directly because all of them were in the audience right out there oh, in, wow. in the field, and oh, they wow. were watching him speak as well as Kamala Harris, who spoke a little bit later, Yes, and, um, and all those other events, and he wanted to tell them that his heart was still with them after all these years and, for him. and how he really can still recall those moments even though it's been 20 years since the event happened so I thought it was very very inspiring very moving and it was a good topic to write about because it was kind of like he's kind of able to critique his writing in a nice in a nice way I have really good things to say about it and being able to incorporate those direct quotes I found a, a, a PDF version online through CNN of the speech a couple days after it was um, written and spoken oh. which I thought was really cool so it was, it was a nice article to write. That's a great article, Patrick. So if you want to read that, like all of our articles, go to hhsherald.com and you can read that article. Yeah, I mean, when I grew up, he was president when I was in like middle school. And I really hated him. But I wasn't <laughs> old enough to really understand politics. So I was just kind of going by people in Massachusetts, which right. are very liberal. Yeah. You know, my teachers were very liberal growing up. That's why I think you guys understand I try to be super down the middle Absolutely. because I got the very biased viewpoint in every one of my classes. But I hated the guy. And looking back, I've got to tell you, he's a pretty nice guy. Yes. You know, yeah. I watched that piece on 60 Minutes with him a few months ago where they went to his ranch and 
He seems like a great, great guy. He's a regular guy. Just like Obama. Obama seems like a great guy, right? Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. Maybe not other presidents, but yeah, just but him, them for sure. It's a close-knit group, yep. I feel like no one could have handled the situation better than he did during that time. I oh, Bush? Like, yeah, I feel he like did a good he job. Handled the, there were still he a lot of people well. that were very upset with him, and they thought they that were. a lot of it was up, was because of him that mm-hmm. many people's lives were lost in Iraq and 9-11. And, uh, so and then Katrina. People, he got yeah. a big blame for yeah. Katrina exactly. when, when that but happened in New Orleans. A lot of people were, were very upset because they felt like he didn't do enough. Um, so I don't really know if what he was go- what was going on, what was happening. I wasn't even alive. Yeah, I don't but know if you can place the blame on. I him. definitely know that there were a lot of people that were right. placing the blame there on him. One thing that you probably don't know, maybe you, you saw this, Patrick, was at, literally right after September 11th happened. The Yankees they they took some time off. I think all of Major League Baseball did yeah. not play, mm-hmm. and the Yankees had this big ceremonial game. At Yankee Stadium, it's like baseball's back, the country's back, we can move on, right? And uh, Bush came out to throw the first pitch. And, like, this was obviously a national TV. And I don't know if you saw you know, Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I do not. Uh, ESPN did, like, a whole documentary on it. The guy threw, like, literally a strike. And he didn't, like, you know, if you've ever watched a baseball game, the first pitch, they'll usually go, like, right in front of home plate. Yes, they'll mm-hmm. cheat. The guy stood right on the pitcher's mound like the regular players do, and the guy threw a strike. And I don't know if you've ever thrown a first pitch at a game, but it's very, it's 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 yeah, nerve wracking. Yeah, it's very they stressful. don't really take it that serious. You, they, he did. They're literally right in front of you and just throw the ball. And, that's he, it. and that was like a powerful moment for the country. And like, if if our president threw like a ground ball or something, that would just make us look really weak as a country. ESPN did a really interesting documentary on that. I, I remember that too. Good guy. Looking back, Alina, how are you? Good. Good. You wrote about the Big E, huh? I did. Um, I was just thinking about like how cool it is that we're so we're so close to this huge fair, and I yeah. haven't. I didn't go this year. I'm not going to go this year. I don't think. I don't know if anyone has been. No what? But um, I'm planning on it. You what? Yeah, I haven't been since before COVID, but. The article that I wrote was very COVID-based because, I mean, I was, the huge crowds is going to cause such a, like, a big spike, I think, in our big cases. Yeah. And I want to write, like, a follow-up article if something bad does happen, which I'm sure it will in a few weeks. I think it started about a week ago. I'm not sure. Alina, exactly. when I went, the whole time I was thinking about your article, because I went <laughs> after I read your article. Yeah. So I... Uh, Everything you said was very accurate. You know, the state houses are, are a big concern because yeah. those are small buildings for the most part. You know, they're closed spaces, indoors, not a lot of people wearing masks. Yeah, yeah I did hear that there was a mandate for indoor mm-hmm. um, facilities, but nobody was following them. Oh, I didn't see many people at all wearing masks. There wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah no there wasn't. No one was either. wearing masks. It was like, literally no one, no one had a mask like anyone in sight. It was... More so in the building, there was a little bit of people with masks on, but barely. They weren't really yeah. enforcing it. Like, hey, no, please they were not. put on your mask when you're in the buildings. But when I was, like, when I went, the few times that I did, I always had my mask. When there was, like, a group, like, a really big group of people, I knew I was going to go through a lot of people. I would just put my mask on, even if I was outside, because you just you just never know. Yeah, and Alina, your article is very good with invest, uh, a very good investigative article. Um, you, you, you made some interesting points there, and 
you know, I got to say that um, for anyone listening thinking, oh, what's the big deal if uh, it's an outdoor fair? I mean, if you've been if you've been to the Big E, you know how many people are there. We're talking about literally like probably way more than just thousands, the right? First any is given day is... About 80,000? Yeah. In one day? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah any given day, day there's, you know, at least 50,000 people. That's yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, and does, what's the total at the end of the two okay. weeks? It's a like million a million and a half. Yeah. So we're not talking and about just years. some little, you know, From all over, here. too. Yeah. It's not just... It's people that... I mean, not all over, but all over Massachusetts yeah. and New England, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I people mean, are just very eager to get out, and mm-hmm. they don't even care anymore. But, like, how how can you, It's all about food, really. It's, yeah, it so is. How really can you Mainly about wear food. a mask? Right. It started as an agricultural fair, mm-hmm. like, decades and decades ago. But it's become about food. Yeah, it's yeah. all about food. I go there to eat. So, <laughs> kind of like the issue with our cafeteria. How can you eat and wear a mask at the same time, right? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. it's been a problem here. But they said they were going to do a lot for social distancing. But I've heard this. I, I don't think not. that they followed through with that. They, yeah. They said there was going to be really strict, like, traffic, foot traffic, in, like, in the state buildings. Yeah. But I've been in there. It's so suffocating. Yeah. It's yeah. like I can't even breathe in there normally. I mean, there was um, a concert. Machine Gun Kelly came. I first, saw that. Like, first was night. that at full capacity? It was literally packed and those people that broke into the concert so it even got even more packed it was like a literal mosh pit of just people yeah all around each other it was crazy that is crazy there was so many people i'm like this is covid right here this is literally covid i'm looking at people who are gonna get covid right now i knew that was gonna happen but i just didn't expect so many people to actually show up to that specific person to, to to watch him have a concert because I don't I've know never, I, well, neither do I. Well, I've Shinka never Kelly, heard of this guy. He's really popular. Like, he's a really, like, like Taylor I wanted Swift to see popular? him. Like, no, he's not Taylor Swift popular uh, at he's all. Pretty, <laughs> he's pretty up there. Like, he just came he out. He's popular. dating yeah. Megan Fox. He's with Megan Fox. All right, I'll give him that. That's the only thing I know about the guy. Machine Kelly did rap for a little while, and then he kind of went to, like, rock. He came out with a new album. Okay. So a lot of people, like, knew who he was. He's very well known. He was, like, like literally at, like, the VMAs before he came to the Big E. Interesting. So he came down here, and a lot of people knew that he was coming down here. So a lot of people bought tickets, but I feel like when they saw him, like, here, here, that's when everyone, like, freaked out. Like, everyone kind of was like, I need to get into this concert. We I was, had I was a famous really just person. Just a little bit. I was there. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> we haven't had a famous person come into this part of Massachusetts in a long time. Very long time. A really, really long time. Because there are bands that come to the Biggie, but they're like old 80s bands that people don't yeah. really care about. Right? Mass Mutual Center doesn't exactly get a lot of big events. There was Aerosmith like five years ago. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? They play like four nights. Mm-hmm. I went one night and I couldn't even get in. It was like, it was so totally sold out. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right, Conrad. We don't get a lot of big people. No, so hearing Machine Gun Kelly is in Springfield. West Springfield. I know, that's pretty like, what? crazy. Like, <laughs> what? It's like, that's a big deal, you know, so. But a great article, Lena. And uh, so if you want to read that, like all of our articles, hhsherald.com. Anything else you want to add? No. Great job. You Thank did a really you. good investigative job writing that piece. And we'll move on to Conrad. Um, so I did one article just talking about um, something really interesting that um, is definitely important to almost everyone on this planet. Um, and it's kind of discussing... Uh, space travel and you know that really really big question is there life on other planets 
and um, how much time do we have? <laughs> this could go long. It's yeah. it, so if we the, talk about this, the NASA's Perseverance rover um, has just released about a week and a half ago that um, the Perseverance rover picked up its first sample of Martian rock, and yeah. that is the first time that a rover has ever been able to do that. And there's about forty six test tubes, and only one of them has been contained with some type of you know rock from another planet. And um, they plan on sending it back here to Earth pretty soon, probably about another year, um, which is about two years on Mars. So um, it's, a, it's a big step, and a lot of people are very, very excited about it. And um, NASA and SpaceX are definitely very um, proud of their you know, accomplishment. And NASA had uh, partnered with... Uh, What's the what's the the space program in Great Britain? Do you know? Oh, a Virgin Galactica, right? Right. something like that. Right. They partnered with them, is? and they got this done. It's the company, I think. And um, it's it's a huge, huge step. They're saying, and the 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 next thing is just just trying to bring it back here. But um, they have to run tests Very on interesting. it. Interesting. Yeah, they have to see. the The plan is is to scan it to see if there was any biological matter, you know, yeah. hundreds of thousands of years ago. Yeah. You know, leftovers, basically like looking at fossils, kind of like, but just molecularly. So um, that takes a lot of time and a lot of patience. For sure. That's a very interesting article. I'll, I will give you credit, Conrad. You always come up with very interesting topics, and they're always very diverse, too. Yeah. You don't. You, you always change it up. So great job. Thank there. you. Do we think there's life on other planets, guys? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Short answer, yes. Oh, we're all in agreement on that? Yeah. yeah. Really? I definitely agree. I think so. Oh, wow. I think, I think it's scarier to think that there is. Class, yeah. are we in agreement that there's life on other planets? Yeah. yeah. No one doesn't think that? I'm usually arguing this thing with people. Really? I'm glad to hear. All right, good. I mean... How could there not be? Yeah. It's yeah. a big so galaxy much of it out has there. Not been discovered, you know? like, What's that? There's so much yet to be discovered, you know? Yeah, I mean, the universe is just there's insanely large. There's billions of galaxies. There's billions of stars within a single galaxy. Yeah, to say there's not any and life somewhere is just quadrillion different planets mm-hmm. encompassing just a couple of galaxies. All right. Well, great job, Conrad. I won't get your thoughts on Area 51 or anything. <laughs> oh, we'll God. We'll be going all night with that one. We'll be here till tomorrow morning. We might. We <laughs> might. Okay, thanks. And Alexa, sir, last but certainly not least, Alexa, what did you want to add to that? Okay, so... You did so a nice article introducing I the new staff members. I did a little, members. like, article, um, I guess a little introduction to the Herald. I oh, feel like good. a lot of people don't really know a lot about it, so I kind of wanted to write an article and kind of educate people if they were interested and just kind of let them know like what our vision is as a like um, school paper for the school we're not just a school paper that does like basic news we do a lot of stories like worldwide we're now like opening up a podcast and there's also like a lot of opportunity for you to be involved in leadership so there's a yeah. lot of different things that you can get yourself involved in if you're not like want to be directly into like article writing you can edit podcasts you can take pictures at like sports games sports events any type of event signings there's a lot of different things that you can involve yourself in so i feel like a lot of people in the school definitely there's definitely a few people that probably love to write but don't really know how to approach it or don't know who to reach out to so i kind of wrote it so people can have that like 
that source to feel like, okay, we have a paper at our school. That's a pretty big thing for us to have a paper at our school. We, we're very blessed to have a paper here. A lot of schools do not have papers. Oh, really? Like, I feel like a I lot of people that. don't really have school papers. No, they don't. It's not really a thing It's anymore. not really common. Why, so, because the print papers are dying? Is that why? It, basically, and it's also, people are just more focused on their social media yeah, nowadays. Yeah, social media is so. like, the key they thing right now. They don't even care anymore. So, so school schools, papers are kind of like, A lot like, of schools okay. have kind of just given up on it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, I think we do a good job of, it's a component of our paper. Like, yeah. our social media is what, and, and you do the, the Twitter. Yeah. That, that's how we get the word out. Right. But that's not but we also yeah, But we, we also still incorporate the podcast, the website, the different media sources. We yes. have everything kind of intertwined. Yeah. So, At the end of the day, the articles are the foundation yeah, of what we do. So I feel like a lot of people probably don't know these things. So I thought okay. writing that would be cool for them to like kind of get themselves involved, like incoming freshmen that not, don't know about the Herald. Like, there's just a lot of things True. that I wanted to like kind of incorporate in there so people could put themselves in because... Some of us are leaving. We need new people to come in next year and feel like, okay, I want to do this. Like, I want to write this. I want to be on a podcast. Yeah, so, I, I definitely really think we should have a, uh, a few more students outside of the Herald writing their freelance articles to just see if they did, have... like, a couple last yeah, year. Yeah, we did a few, we did. but I, I feel like we should do a couple more just so that we can it's hear... It's a bad idea. It's just so that we can hear opinions based off of, you know, controversial idea. or issues within the school. And we want to see what other students have to say about it that just aren't really, they don't really have a voice here because they're not in the Herald. Of yeah, I, I think that's a great point, Conrad. Yeah. Alexa, that was a really good idea for an article. You did a nice job introducing everyone, so thank, thank you. you. You've been a great addition to the Herald. We're glad to have you. And, uh, you know, I just, I think Ms. Fallon and Mr. Korshange did such a good job of, the, the Herald's interesting because... You know, we, I always say it's been around since 1898, but the, the thing is, like, not that long ago, it was a print-only paper. Yeah. And I, I forget if it was Mr. Corshane or Ms. Fallon. I think it was Mr. Corshane who got it on the Internet only. But they made that transition. And I think that was an important one because these, these print papers are dying, right? Right. Yeah. It would still, like, be really cool to have print It would be. But people probably wouldn't. You wouldn't get as much. No. We wouldn't want to, like, grab a paper. Yeah, who would just want to be like, hey, take our paper. Yeah, totally going to use it. <laughs> but, but I also... They, so they use it for their, their firewood, but that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> but I think it's good that we don't just do articles about the school because yeah. if I was... If I heard about a school paper that just wrote about their, you know, cafeteria or their sports teams or whatever, right. I, I, would, I could care less, right? right. So What's I the think meal it's... of the day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's our appeal outside of the school and to, like, parents in the community is we, yeah. we write about Holyoke, we write about, like, the Big E, Taylor Swift, George W. Right. I definitely yeah. see that there's a lot more teachers and parents, you know, watching and talking about the news, on, yeah. you know, from our website. And shout out to them, I suppose. For but sure. I, I definitely think we should get a little bit more students to be watching it. And, you know, so that they can be a little bit more connected with their school and what's going on outside as well. Because it's a really good way to figure that, figure some of those things out. This is um, a space, a very free space. Exactly. You know, and you can pretty much talk about anything. And uh, it's a good way to stay informed and it's a good way to have a lot of fun, you, you know. It's, it's definitely something that will be useful in the future as well. If you really want to join the Herald, I'd recommend you do it. 100%. Well put, Conrad. Great job, Alexa. 
Before we end, I just want to talk about Talishka's article, um, and then if you want to add other articles, but I want to... Yeah, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I was actually just going to talk about it, but I, I thought that it was really interesting to read all the... You did say some positive things. There are definitely some positive things, like 98% of students are wearing masks, right? There's yeah. definitely a couple that aren't. Yeah. But it was really interesting to see some of the things that we need to work on in the yeah. school. Yeah. I just feel like there's a lot of schools that are making change around here, and everyone's talking about change, mainly because of COVID and stuff like that. And I feel like, where's the change in Holyoke? A lot of the times, we as students have a voice, and we like to speak up on it, mm -hmm. but they don't necessarily listen to us, or they don't take us into consideration. And I feel like we have a lot to say about that. And I feel like that's a lot. That's a good point in the Herald. Um, and I feel like us as students, we just we want to see a change in the school. We want to see us improve, mainly for not only us but for our community too. Because a lot of people have a lot to say about Holyoke, and I feel like we represent Holyoke, so we have a lot to say about it. Yeah. Very well put, Talushka. So you mentioned crowded hallways and the cafeteria being an issue. Is there anything we can do to improve this? And I also want to point out that, I just want to point out that it's not just a Holyoke High School issue. It's going on all around the country right now, yeah. right, as schools try to figure out how to deal with COVID. Is there anything we can do to make the situation better? Proximity is the only really thing that you proximity? can do. Proximity? Yeah, proximity. Um, In the cafeteria? Yes, most definitely. How? Well, it's not going to stop students from wanting to sit next to each other, but you can definitely space out the tables okay. a little bit more. Okay. And you can definitely, after each lunch, before the next lunch period comes down, sanitize everything and make sure everything's nice and fresh and that nobody's okay. contaminated anything. And make sure that people are washing their hands, make sure that people are staying clean and not throwing stuff around and not going to places that they're not supposed to be because they could possibly be contaminating other people. And I feel like they have put an effort into trying to make a change, like making the announcement. And I feel like they it's can't... It's not the right effort, though. Well, yeah. we've seen the QR codes. The only the issue QR is we're not really sure they're being utilized, right? Yeah. The QR code does not help in any way. It's not going to stop someone from getting COVID by scanning a QR code. People just want to eat their lunch. They don't want to waste their time, you know, scanning a QR code and typing in their information every single day. It gets obnoxious. Or even like sanitizing and cleaning in between every class like they did back last year when they opened up the schools again. Like what happened to that? Like I feel like that, that was a big help too because like we're ensuring that everybody's safe. It was a really big help, yeah. um, especially since now the new Delta variant sticks to surfaces and is a lot more contagious than the other variants that we've seen in the past. And the fact that we're not taking the same precautions as we did last year for the last two months of school it's kind of it's kind of not very settling to me because we did so well you know last year and um there was really no covid cases there was less students in the school but it, it still was very safe and oh there were way less students yeah, yeah, it, yeah it was yeah, like cut was, in half no, it was just me and you hanging out here yeah that, like, oh my god we have like over 25 kids in one class that barely even have seating Exactly. It was cut in half last year, but it doesn't matter. There was still, there was still like absolutely no, um, 
you know, COVID cases. It was just very, very safe, and everyone was distanced. Three students in a class. Yeah, right. which was, I actually liked that. I, I think that we was pretty cool. We just can't get comfortable. We need to, like, remain cautious, because if we don't, we're going to go back to remote. Absolutely. I'm very surprised. I wouldn't be surprised at all if that's what's going to happen, because, honestly, uh, we're not really doing enough. No. And especially with... Uh, where we are as a community right now, we're almost back into a red zone. So, is that true? I, I, yeah, no, it is true. I think they just crazy. took away the red num. Like I think they took away the colors. They took away the colors. They're they're now doing it by demographics. Yeah. It's not just okay. a guesstimation yeah. anymore. But Interesting. Within this school, a hundred something students have already had COVID in the first. In the, it's it's only been like yeah, the first three weeks. I didn't know that. I do see the emails. Yeah, I, I mean, keep seeing the emails. Two days in a row. Yesterday and the day before, yeah. we got it email saying that there were cases yeah well, hopefully that's we'll just, stay in school we can't go back to remote learning that was just a disaster i mean i, mean, I didn't all mind it a lot of people didn't mind it but if either. it's what has to ha- what if it's what has to happen then it's going to happen because yeah, it's going to keep everybody safe then i'm all exactly 100 percent. especially since i liked it too so that's gonna be a big thing <laughs> <laughs> gotta throw that in there. you're lie. always I'm so positive lie. <laughs> i'm not well, gonna lie i like waking up at my own time <laughs> my breakfast, you know, you witnessed yeah, exactly. me many times looking crazy every morning. You'd be like, turn your cameras on. I'm like, oh no. But, you know. Guys, great job. Great job to the whole class. If you want to take a look at our articles, hhsherald.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time on Nights of the Round Table podcast. Bye, everybody.